Welcome to Hindsight. This is the podcast where you can scream at your listening device because I don't remember the name of your favorite character. But, let's be honest with ourselves, it's the own character's fault for not being more memorable. This podcast is where I talk about old games and media that I've experienced throughout my life for the point of showing how memories change or are remembered over time. Today, we're going to be talking about a little bit newer game than we have in the last two episodes. Uh, it's a game and a series that's pretty important to me. Uh, this game in particular is pretty important to me. This was the first game that I remembered that I bought with my own money. Uh, and the game is Zelda Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess is a 2007-ish game that released side-by-side -side on the Nintendo GameCube and the Nintendo Wii. Uh, interesting piece of trivia with that is that the respective games had mirrored overworld maps. So I played the GameCube version, and when the game was re-released on the Wii U, they used the map from the Wii version. So when I replayed it there, uh, it was basically a no experience to me <laughs> because the map was so unfamiliar uh, in the format that they presented it there. The game itself is uh, very good. It was pretty well received, unlike some of the other Zelda games. Uh, especially, I guess, the 3D ones haven't been as well received sometimes. But Twilight Princess is really good as far as story, uh, dungeon design, items. A lot of the decisions that they made were really, really good. Uh, and I personally really like the music in this game. So, I don't have a whole lot else to say. Uh, I definitely have some memories with this game, but I'm going to try to point those out in the story instead of uh, beforehand. So we'll just jump right in. In Twilight Princess, uh, Link is a farm boy with way too much uh, romantic tension going on. He's got quite a few like female characters that he interacts with throughout the game that definitely, definitely have a thing for him or that he has a thing with. And I really don't know who he's supposed to end up with, if anybody. But before we get into that, we'll just start off and say that Link uh, is a farm boy slash, like, 
border guard for this little village of Farron down in the southern part of Hyrule. He also has a thing with the mayor slash his boss's daughter, Elia. And he's uh, kind of like a big brother to the kids in the town. Colin, Maylou, and Rena. I'm almost definitely wrong on pretty much all of those. But uh, if you've played the game, you probably know which ones I'm talking about. There's a group of three kids in the town that are very eccentric and very all over uh link and his various interests i guess uh they love swinging swords around and uh they borrow his slingshot early in the game so the first thing you do when you start up the game uh link exits his house jumps down because i guess he lives up like 20 feet in the air uh and doesn't have stairs he just has this ladder in front of his house I wouldn't live in a house like that, but uh, Link can do what he wants, I guess. So Link leaves. He goes to work his job as a farm boy. He goes to herd goats, and uh, afterwards he heads home and realizes, oh shoot, my horse is gone. Uh, he goes to the local fountain and finds uh, Elia has taken his horse, which you can name, but the given name is Apana. Uh, everyone pretty much knows that. So you find your horse, you find Elia. Elia reams at you because you have been too hard on your horse. And it's got bruises and cuts and tears and all of its muscles are sore. And she straight up like screams at you for like three minutes. Uh, after which, as she's trying to catch her breath... Both of you get knocked out by some bacoblins who've snuck up uh, in the area. Your bonnie lass, Elia, has been swept off her feet and taken uh, out of the village by these bacoblins. But Link, on the other hand, uh, passes out and he awakes in what he finds to be Hyrule Castle Dungeon, which is very far away from where he got hit so i don't know why or how this happened uh but he awakes as a wolf for whatever reason and he meets the imp midna midna offers to help link escape the castle for exchange of help uh in her little quest to find some items Link agrees, uh, makes his way out of Hyrule Castle Dungeon and up to actually the banister on the castle and meets Zelda, who asks Midna for some help in freeing Hyrule of the dark twilight that has uh, overcast the land. Link escapes with Midna after she agrees to help Zelda. I guess you're now involved in that, so good for you. Uh, and you return somehow to your town your little town uh but link is still a wolf so midna tells you that you're pretty much stuck as a wolf and well when you're stop when you're done being a wolf you're gonna need some gear so she helps you steal from the poor village people in this reverse robin hood-esque 
manner. Uh, you leave and you discover that you need to defeat these spirit bugs to collect these soul pearls and bring them to the local spirit at the, uh, like, the town well or whatever. Uh, and that's how you're able to get rid of the area of Twilight. So the other thing I should mention before we get done with this section uh, is shadow portals. So throughout the game, you're going to encounter these uh, morphed Twilight enemies who, when you defeat, will, like, burst into this, like, pixelated mesh that warps into the sky and opens this portal you can use to warp uh, throughout the world in fast travel. You're only able to do so when you can get into your wolf form, which is not super helpful in the early game since you're a wolf for all of like a half hour unless you get really lost like I did the first time I played the game. And uh, after you get rid of the area of Twilight, uh, you have these shadow portals that you unlocked. They're not super useful right now. And then Link uh, is able to return to his human form now that the Twilight is gone. So after getting back to human form, you head back to town and uh, you're informed that the kids have uh, gone missing. They've been, like, captured by monsters, I guess, and taken into the woods. Probably because someone stole the only sword in the village and left everyone defenseless. And also the kids, I think, like, tried to run and look after where Link and Elia went. So you go and rescue the kids, uh, I guess rescue some monkeys too, for whatever reason. The monkeys are really annoying. You bring the kids back home, Link goes back into the woods because Midna says, hey, one of my items I'm looking for is in there. You gotta go get it because you made me a promise and I'm not leaving at all. I'm just gonna keep annoying you. Uh, so you head in, you harass some more monkeys, you grab a boomerang after uh, slapping this chimpanzee several times and scaring it off, who later helps you, I guess, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Like, if someone were to beat me up, I probably wouldn't help them in battle later on. Uh, but I guess one of those dark bugs was controlling it, so... You know, whatever, I guess. It, yeah. So you get done, you make it to the end of the dungeon, you defeat a big flower guy with the help of your chimpanzee buddy, who brings in some bug bombs, and you get your first Twilight Shard for Midna, which appears to be a piece of the, like, partial helmet that she wears on her head. After you're done there, you leave, you enter Hyrule Field, uh, you see that the world is a lot bigger than what you saw in your little forest town. And you make your way up to Kakariko because the kids in the freaking town decided, you know what, we're done being in town. We're going to go get kidnapped. And uh, yeah, that's what they did. They got kidnapped. Colin got kidnapped. Uh, he was chasing out and trying to find Elia, who's still missing got kidnapped by a big moblin and you have to go rescue him by uh like jousting with this moblin so you finish that 
uh, one of the bridges is destroyed or collapsed or whatever, uh, inaccessible basically for this part of the game, and you're unable to find Elia after that, but you rescued the kids once again, so they're not going to be in trouble again, are they? No, definitely not. Uh, afterward, you make your way over to Hyrule Castle Town, because that's, I mean, that's kind of the end goal, like, get to Hyrule Castle, save Zelda, you know, that, that would cut out the whole, uh, having to help Midna kind of thing, so, you head over there, Hyrule Accessible, or Hyrule Castle, sorry, is inaccessible to, uh, dumb farm boys, so they won't let you in. And, well, you just go back to Kakariko, and guess what? While you were gone, the area was blocked off by Twilight. So you've got to enter, get pulled in by Midna's huge, like, spirit fist, and then go on another search-and-destroy mission for these dang bugs. You find all the bugs, you rescue Kakariko from the threat that they didn't realize they had, uh, and then... Yeah, Link already rescued Colin. Colin has sweared that he's going to get strong enough to protect everyone like Link does. He doesn't do this. I'm just going to tell you now. It, do it doesn't really happen. But good for the kid. So you head back uh, because you're not really able to do anything else here. You try to fight some Gorons, but you can't because they're like literal boulders that are just bowling you down. So you head back to your hometown in Farron. You get some iron boots from your father-in-law because he misses his, uh, his daughter, who is still kidnapped. And you say, uh, don't worry, working on that. I'll, I'll find her, don't worry. It's not a problem. And afterward, you head back. You uh, go through a little Goron training montage. And you head up into the volcano to find the evil lurking there because that's where all evil lurks, in volcanoes. You uh, defeat the evil presence that was haunting the, like, lead miner or whatever. One of the, like, lead Goron guys. Uh, you free him from the Twilight bug or whatever that was controlling him. And you get your second Twilight Shard. After you get your second Twilight Shard, you leave. Everybody in Kakariko's probably fine for the next five minutes. They can be unsupervised for a little bit, I think. You head off to the lake. You, like, literally wander for a long time until you fall down and discover that the lake is also in uh, this twilight. So you hunt down more bugs, and when you bring the little soul pearls back to the, uh, the spirit, you find that there's a, an unwanted character there, this creepy dude who calls himself Zant. Zant is a weird dude. He seems to know Midna somehow, but that's not important right now, so we're just gonna move on. You free Lanairu uh, province from the Twilight. You head back up to the Zora's Domain, uh, now that they're kind of free and you're, you know, not a wolf anymore. Uh, and you find that the prince has gone missing. So you go find him in Kakariko after just, like, wandering. Uh, in, he's, like, in this hidden part of the graveyard where, I guess, his parents are buried or something. 
uh, and you get the Zora's Tunic, which allows you to dive and breathe underwater and stuff. Uh, and he also gives you this, like, bait hook, basically, that allows you to catch uh, fancy fish up in the Zora's Domain. So, uh, the fishing minigame is now a thing that you have to do for the second time. Uh, you did have to do it at the beginning of the game to catch a, a fish for a cat so you could get the uh, the boom the slingshot, not the boomerang. But now you have to do it again so you can like get get a fish for some reason. I don't know why. It it's mandatory, but I don't know why. I think maybe it's for later when you go up into the ice place. Now I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, there's a fishing minigame. It's mandatory to beat the game. So I, I guess that's good. Like, at least it's not completely optional. But anyway, Water Temple. Uh, I got a few things to say, I guess. Uh, magnet shoes. There's, like, magnet panels, and you use your iron boots to walk on them. It's so slow. It's not, it's not fun. Uh, water segments are really slow. It, it's not really, it's not really fun. Uh, the, I want to say the boss in this area is like a piranha-style guy, and I'm just gonna level with you. Those bosses were only fun in Majora's Mask and Link's Awakening. I haven't found another game in general where, like, that boss is fun. Uh, and if, if you've played this game or, like, you've played either of those other games, you know what kind of boss I'm talking about. And like that, those are the only good examples of that boss being done. Uh, but you beat it eventually after, you know, kind of just struggling through it and you get your third twilight shard. Now that you've got your twilight shards, uh, Midden tells you to go back to Hyrule Castle and you're going to go save Zelda. When you get there, there's actually a really cool cutscene with Midna as she activates the full power of her, like, twilight, uh, like, huge hand. She turns into a huge, like, spider, uh, jumps around and tears the freaking doors off the castle wall. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because, uh, Zant, I guess, has made this really strong twilight barrier you can't get through around the castle. So, all of that, and you're still not able to do anything. So, you're going to have to go back to the source and use the Twilight Mirror to travel to the Twilight Realm. The Twilight Realm. In order to do that, you're going to need a cannon to get into the Gerudo Desert. So you travel back to Kakariko because there was uh, some like ancient power here. But first, like you're stuck in wolf form, actually, uh, and you need to take care of that. So you leave Hyrule Castle and you head to the Lost Woods. You grab the Master Sword from the Lost Woods, and this Twilight Shard is just yeeted out of Link's forehead uh, after he picks up the sword. The Twilight Shard was planted by Zant, uh, as revealed by Midna, and she is now able to use that shard to give you free access to your wolf form at any time which is super cool because now you get to fast travel wherever you want. So you transport back again uh, to Kakariko and you uh, open this area and you transport uh, Cannon over to Lanairu 
lake. From there, you're able to get over to Gerudo Desert. And from there, you find out that it uh, like uh, it doesn't really matter because everything there is like inaccessible. You're not able to use the mirror because uh, it's broken. The, the shards were scattered throughout the world uh, to be protected and keep... Uh, I guess Ganondorf was locked on the Twilight Realm. Nobody uh, told Midna, I guess. So that's, uh, that's convenient. But you're going to have to go gather the pieces of the mirror in order to get in there and lower this shield around Hyrule Castle. So you're on a secondary quest. This is actually the first game where I realized Zelda loves to do this. They, they like to give you this small collection quest uh, where you gather like three things, do like three dungeons, and then you go and try to confront the your final fight. And then they say, uh, actually, no, can you gather like six more things uh, from six other dungeons? And this is the first game where I realized that they, they do that. I know, obviously now, you know, I realized that they do that in uh, Ocarina of Time. They do that in A Link to the Past. But this was the first time I, like, consciously realized that that they do that. So you need to go and collect these mirror pieces. The first one that uh, I believe they tell you about is in the tundra, up in, like, the snowy wastelands. So you head up there, you meet this abominable snowman dude, uh, who tells you that, uh, hey, my house is down that cliff, uh, down this huge hill, mountain. Uh, you should just, like, snowboard down there, I guess. Uh, so you get a snowboarding minigame, which is super weird for Zelda, uh, but it's actually pretty fun. You make your way down there, you meet the cutest couple in a Zelda game, like, hands down, probably. The abominable guy uh, makes soup, which you collect items for throughout the dungeon to make it better. Uh, there's delicious, delicious soup, and there's not a whole lot else to say about this uh this dungeon except that you get a big like iron ball you can whip around as an item uh so some of the items i haven't really talked about you get a bunch of zelda staples you know you get your boomerang uh you get your hook shot you get bombs you get your iron boots i mentioned uh but this this iron ball is i think unique to this game uh it's like a one ton wrecking ball that you whip above your head and chuck at walls, at enemies, at pretty much whatever you want to see if it'll destroy it or not. It it straight up just destroys walls, and it was kind of my favorite item in the game. Uh, very, very fun to use. So you finish this dungeon uh, with the help of that iron ball, and you get your first mirror piece. On your way back around, uh, you may explore the map and find the Hidden Village. This is up north of Kakariko, where that, uh, kind of in a canyon north of where that bridge was destroyed earlier in the game. And inside the Hidden Village, you find a bunch of bokoblins, like, wrecking the place. Uh, so you destroy them, and you find out that Elia has been here. Uh, this, I think, like, older lady has been... Uh, protecting her, giving her, like, work to do, and take care of the place. And, uh, yeah, you take Elia back 
to Hyrule Castle to be safe, uh, and then she's going to make her way back to Kakariko uh, to meet up with the kiddos after that. Uh, there's a little a little mini section where you can... I want to say it's optional where you bring Elia back there, uh, but I'm not sure. It might be mandatory. That might actually have been where where you get the cannon was after that section. Uh, but that that does happen. That's a part of the game. Uh, and then Elia is safe. She has like amnesia of some kind. Uh, doesn't remember who you are or who everyone else is really. And that's that's kind of kind of sad. It's it's pretty rough. Um, I don't remember if she ever is brought back to your village and like reintroduced or brought back to her dad. Uh, but that would, that would be a pretty powerful scene if I'm being honest. The second shard, your, the second piece of the mirror you're going to find is in the temple of time. So you're going to make your way back to the place you got the master sword in the lost woods. And you're going to straight up just travel in a portal back through time. This is this is a pretty cool dungeon. It's the least like beat up and uh, crusty of the dungeons we've seen. Uh, I don't know what that really says about Twilight Princess and like the timeline it takes place in, but this ancient like temple is is pretty pretty nice. It's full of Lizalfos and uh, and ancient sword masters. You get, uh, you get a new item. I don't know what you get in this dungeon. There's some cool fights, some cool stuff, and then you get your second mirror piece after the end of it. You make your way back to the correct timeline and make your way back and collect a bunch of like ancient letters for this, uh, this staff that you picked up. That's right, that's what you pick up in the Sky Temple. You pick up the, uh, the rod, the like summoning rod thing. Uh, and you need to empower that with these ancient words, uh, which you need to go and collect around the map. Thankfully, they actually do help you out with this and put all of the locations for those on your map. But you still have to go around, and it's like a two or three hour thing, I want to say. But once you're done with that, you get the empowered rod, and you're able to move these uh, like statues around the world. Uh, but more importantly, you're able to uh, use the cannon to get up to the Sky Temple. This cannon straight up shoots you like three miles into the, into the sky. And uh, you find the home of the Uku. The Uku have been this like guiding force kind of for the dungeons. Uh, they, they basically allow you like a safe checkpoint back to... Uh, back to the like the beginning of the dungeon and back so if you ever need to you know go get more soup from uh the abominable snowman uh you can go you can leave the dungeon teleport over there and then come back and go back to where you were in the dungeon they're really helpful uh but this is where they're from they're from like literally in the sky this dungeon i don't have a lot to say on it it's a really cool concept but i don't i don't think that they implemented it super well uh, a lot of the puzzles were were really cool some of the things you had to do uh getting the double hook shot was really cool that's a pretty unique item for this game 
uh, so you're able to like cling to walls back to back, which is pretty pretty fun to do most of the time. But I still think that uh, the movement and the puzzles in here were pretty slow moving. Uh, same with the boss fight. I thought the idea was really cool in this one. I don't think it was implemented as well. Uh, I think it could have been done better, but it it was still a fun boss. It was, it was really fun to fight. The temple itself was really fun. And you get your final mirror piece after you're done here. So you make your way back to Gerudo Desert. Uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but there's a, probably my favorite boss in the game is in the the Desert Temple. Uh, so they do kind of a fake out with this boss. You beat it, uh, this giant Stelphos head and, uh, you beat him the first time and he collapses. And, uh, when you get back towards the end of the dungeon, you, you have to use this gear top that you pick up, uh, this item, kind of a movement item really. Uh, and you use that to like fly around this pillar and the, the Stalfos head uh, wakes back up and you have to defeat him with like arrows and stuff uh, a second time. So that's really cool that they have that two-part boss, uh, that fake out with that. So you get back uh, to the mirror. You teleport back there probably because you're not insane going all the way back through the dungeon. And you make your way to the Twilight Realm. You're able to unlock the Twilight Realm from the big like black monolith that they have chained up and this this section is like unfortunately short the twilight realm is really really cool the lighting effect and the the character development and some of the story stuff is really really fun in here essentially what you find out in here is zant has imprisoned the twilight the the twilly i don't i don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced uh, the people who live in the Twilight Realm, I've been very much suppressing wanting to call it the Twilight Zone. But uh, Midna was also shape-shifted into this imp form that she has. So you find that out. Uh, a lot of these Twilly are friendly for the most part. Uh, and you have to make your way through like three main mini-dungeons to uh, unlock... What you find out is uh, Ganondorf, Zant, releases Ganondorf, and Zant's power is drained into Ganondorf, and Zant pretty much dies, or like becomes a part of Ganondorf. I don't know exactly how that works, but it's a sacrifice either way. Uh, after that, you have to chase Ganondorf because he just escaped the Twilight Realm. I don't know what you thought was going to happen, really. Uh, and that shield, that twilight shield around Hyrule Castle has been pretty much eliminated. Third time's the charm, though. You make it finally to Hyrule Castle. Uh, the castle's a somewhat tough dungeon. It's pretty big, pretty long, and uh, it's got a cool design. It uses the like central room of the dungeon for some pretty cool short, uh, shortcuts and things. So as you go through... Uh, once again, you can kind of leave as you as you need, uh, restock potions and things if you need to. The puzzles that they include in here are uh, different based on different segments of the game. So you have some that like 
some bomb-based ones that you you encountered through like the woods and the volcano uh you have a couple that are like ice blocks that you did up in the snow village uh and then you have some that are based on like the double hook shots from the sky temple so you get through Hyrule castle you you finish through all that and at the very top you have this really dark scene uh i almost forgot i didn't even have it in my notes but uh the final fight of this game is uh three stage the first stage is this like zombie type zelda uh possessed form which is really dark it's a uh, very i she fights like phantom ganon like uh the how you have to repel the bullets back and forth and and knock them down and hit them uh so she fights like that that's how that form goes the second form is fighting uh boar ganon so ganon transforms into this huge beast not completely unlike in breath of the wild and you pretty much do this fight entirely as wolf link it's a pretty fun fight it shows off some of the mechanics and the battle mechanics from wolf link that are actually pretty well done uh it's fairly basic honestly but uh still pretty clean and easy to use a, a far cry from uh the like 30 items you have as a uh, human link you beat boar ganon and he uh turns back to ganondorf he's got this uh i should mention this so the the twilight and uh when ganondorf was sealed away he was like impaled with this sword that he actually wields in this final fight uh that's made out of like pure light so this bright white sword has left this uh shining scar basically in his chest uh and that's what you're attacking both on boar ganon and on this final form of ganon and uh your final fight with ganondorf is an absolute joke so a lot of a lot of these zelda games have these kind of shortcuts you can take for these final fights some of the bosses have little uh gimmicks you can exploit ganondorf in this game you can pull out your fishing rod and just throw a cast and he will be completely completely confused like he won't be able to pay attention to you. He won't attack you. He'll just focus on the lure that you just cast out. Like, what are you doing fishing? I'm trying to destroy you. Uh, and you can just hit him, and the battle takes, like, a minute. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's not even a hard fight if you don't use that, but it's just a joke. Like, use the fishing rod. It's hilarious. It's so much fun. So you beat Ganondorf. Uh, with your fishing rod like all legendary heroes the fishing minigame part three and with the epilogue the twilight realm is sealed back up ganondorf is sealed back in the twilight realm i think uh and midna is turned back to her twilight form uh which is like a seven foot tall monster of a woman and uh link is i guess with zelda at the end of it even though he's got like two or three other uh love interests in this game 
and he says goodbye to Midna. Midna goes back to the Twilight Realm, and the mirror turns to dust, uh, and she is trapped there, I guess, forever. I, there's not really any way to get over there besides the mirror, otherwise you would have taken it. Uh, but that's... That's Twilight Princess. Midna is the Twilight Princess, not Zelda. So in case you had any doubts on that or any questions on that, that's what that is. Join me next time as I talk about another old game or piece of media. Until then, I will be around. <laughs>